You're listening to the Village Wealth Management Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Bross, along with Mark Kerr. Welcome back to another Village Wealth Management show. Today, I want to talk about leading by example. And I bring this up is because it's a topic that's been on my mind um, as a father. Um, you know, I try to strive to be a good example for my daughters day in and day out. Um, but this, this is something that leads into all aspects of life, I believe, and, and not just fatherhood, but uh, business, uh, your family, you know, your communication with your wife and everything like that. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I think a good leader of all leadership is just what it sounds like leading, right? You don't push, you don't drive, you lead, right? Yeah. So uh, leading by example. Now, I, I say I will give myself some credit. Okay. You're taking this to heart. That's what I don't. Uh, one thing. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing uh, that I will say about myself is I won't hold everyone accountable whenever I know I'm not doing it. Okay. Do you you agree or disagree? I agree, and I think that's something that um, it's definitely that magnetic force or whatever you want to call it, the force field or something. Um, of when one person's off, it kind of can affect the whole team. Yeah. So, you know, I, I talked to a, a guy at a different company yesterday, and I was asking them, how do they keep up the accountability throughout their facility? And it's a big facility, 100-plus employees. And they just have a standard that every single day they come in, and this is what's expected of them. So, um, you know, if you tie that into leading by example, everybody is on the same realm when it comes to that on a daily basis. So I'm kind of blown away because, I mean, you know, Human nature is like, it's hard to be 110% every single day. And I want to try to bring the energy every single day to the office, to whatever I do. However, you get the days where you're just kind of feeling a little gloomy and dark and, you know, whatever, whatever the circumstances is. But on a situation with theirs, they, you know, if you're feeling dark and gloomy, somebody's going to call you out at that facility. Yeah. And so that's when you know you have a really good culture. I guess my question with that is how do we take that and manifest it into our office or any, any just life in general and how do you keep that energy going? So, yeah. And that's why I brought the lead up by example, lead by example of, you know, so if you're having an off day, you know, and, and we call each other out pretty well and we know each other. And, uh, you know, I say, hey, Mark, like what's going on? Like, how do we get to that point of, you know, getting each other back on track? Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the th- most critical pieces of that is, is uh, you know, your, your surroundings. You know, the, your team that you have around you, that the call, we call it culture, we call it team, we call it all kinds of different uh, things. But uh, when, when I was at that uh, event, uh, one thing that I thought was interesting is that Navy SEAL that was talking about running that 5K. Well, after he retired from being a Navy SEAL, you know, he's, I remember, it has a blister. Yeah. And, he, and he's running the 5K and he gets a blister and he stops. And he actually is with his daughter and he pulls his sock off. He's looking at it. And he's like two miles into it. And he's looking at his blister and he realized, wait a minute, what am I doing, you know? I'm a Navy, I'm a Navy SEAL. SEAL. I mean, I ran on blisters most of my career, you know? Yeah. And so he's like, well, what he was saying is the environment that you're in is very, very, it dictates a lot of your response. And so as he got away from, you know, that Navy SEAL environment and got into the regular world of just being a dad and life and all this, he found out, man, I'm getting softer, you know? And that's why I'm noticing a blister now. When I never would never would have noticed a blister because in the, it, he would have been laughed at if, if he just stopped on the beach with yeah. his sand and stopped complaining he had a blister. Everyone had blisters, sure. you know? So the environment created a much higher standard. And it was much easier, I think, in that in those environments, it's much easier to excel. That's why when you see a team who starts winning, it, I mean, it's expect, I mean, the momentum starts to just, of course they're going to win. Then it gets in the mind of their opponents, yeah. and they're like, oh, man, you know, the Patriots are going to whatever team it is. Now, they have never lost yet. Here we go. And we're expected to lose. And so, you know, they lose. You know, so 
I really think that that's, you know, back to that. How do you stay on track? How do you get back on track? I think that's one of the most critical pieces is having an environment and a team around you or a, a culture around you that just won't let you deviate too much. Yeah. You know, you're going to kind of bounce around. Yeah, you're not going to be 100% every single day, but you'll be really close. And I agree with that. And I think something that, you know, you kind of compare yourself to other people. And you're like, well, I'm good, you know, but you know, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're looking back, evaluating everything. You're like, well, I didn't really 110%. I didn't give 110% today, you know? Yeah. So you just, you know, rechecking that each single day. Yeah. And I tied mine more into the fatherhood thing though. So that's where I'm like, what is my duty as a father? I have, you know, two daughters. So I was like, it is my role as, and responsibility as a father to, be a good example for these. So, you know, I lead by example. I wake up on a routine, you know, 4.30 every single day. I go to the gym. You know, I come back home, and they know this, even though they're sleeping. And you take that stuff for granted, but they actually, they know more than what you think they are. Oh, doing. yeah. Yep. And then when it comes to the dinner table, um, you know, these are just, you know, quick examples is, you know, they're, they're no, they know their expectations. I, gra- I finish first. I grab my plate. I bring it to the sink. And I rinse it off and everything, and they do the same thing. Yep. However, if I don't do that, my two and three year old will call me out and say, dad, well, you didn't do it. So why should I do it? So it only takes that one instance. And I think that's how quick you can almost get and lose that momentum, you know, get off track. Well, you created a culture there. I mean, that's part of that, you know, Uh, but I want to go back to something you mentioned about uh, comparing yourselves. So every, almost every single time a person compares themselves to somebody else, they're always, usually always, I say usually always, has that even right? Uh, they are, I would say 90 plus percent of the time, they're comparing themselves down. Okay. So I'm better than, mm. they're looking that way uh, when they're comparing themselves. And the second re, the second thing that the, every time you find yourself comparing yourself is, is usually it's whenever you're not doing what you know you need to be doing. It's kind of like, well, at least I'm not like that guy. At least I'm not like that dad. Or at least yeah. I'm not like that business guy. You know, well, it's kind of like you find a reason to just be oh, yeah. okay with what you're, which, where you're at. Anytime I hear someone starting to compare themselves, I say immediately they 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 know they're not where they need to be. Yeah. You know, and that's why they're gonna be compare. Well, I'm gonna compare myself to that guy because I feel better about myself. Yeah. That's the human instinct. That's the human natural instinct. One of the things you know, I'm mean, even this podcast the, about leadership. So, uh, in full transparency. You know, I, I've definitely been off this year. You know, the, the, I could have all these excuses. The markets, uh, you know, on and on it goes. You know, and, and then, uh, you know, we had a sheep hunt and that got canceled. I'm like, oh, man, you know, I was literally looking forward to that to kind of decompress, you know. Yeah, and, you brought that up because I wanted to, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, those things add to my, uh, my off attitude, you know. And, yeah. and uh, so what will happen now, why I was, like I was going to say, uh, I give myself some credit to this, and that is at least I'm not snapping, cracking the whip and saying, you guys all need to be working harder and you need to be focused and engaged. I'm not going to hold you to that standard when I'm not doing that standard. Yeah. You know, so that's where, and they know what happens is the business starts to go, you know, just starts to get softer, softer. And so back to the deviation, I know I'm off, so I got to get back on that track, yeah. you know. But, and, and you know, get, uh, I would say, I'm trying to talk to myself now, but, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that I would mention is there's no perfect person. Okay. I don't care who you are. You are, you're going to have your off days. There's going to be days that you're not going to be, but you got to, you've got to understand that's not acceptable. If you, or at least minimalize those and, yep. and try to figure out. And you can't doing. justify it by comparing yourself down and saying, well, I'm not like them. At least yeah. we're better than that. It's like, no, that's not. And, and one of the things that we're, I, I'm, I'm, I, this, is, this is just me. I'm infatuated with improving myself. 
That is one of my missions in life. I, I mean, anything I can do to improve myself, I'll pick up hobbies. I'll do things, you know, I'm going to take a, uh, a, a ballroom dancing uh, lesson with my wife because I want to improve. You know, yeah. we just goof yeah. around in the kitchen, playing around and dancing. She did a wedding dress for a lady who teaches that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm interested. Let's do a private class and just, you know, I'd like That's to awesome. know that, you know, just because it's something I want to improve. I want to just be, I just, I want to know that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so uh, I'm constantly looking and saying, what else can I improve on? What else can I do? What else can I change? And it's, and it's, uh, Liz and I were talking about this when we were uh, on that last trip to Bar Harbor. And, and uh, the, the fact of the matter is the older we get, the more rigid we become uh, and, and we don't want to be pushed out of that comfort zone. And so what we do is we start to retreat. What's this have to do with leading by example? A lot. Let me go back to that. I, I didn't you. chase this wild rabbit for nothing. So, so back to uh, uh, what happens is when uh, in, in good leadership, good leadership is, is we're leading. We're going forward into areas we, we haven't been before. And, and a good leader is constantly improving, constantly pushing, constantly pushing himself outside of that, of that, of that comfort zone. So as a dad, as these things, you know, yeah. that's where, that's where I think, you know, leading by example is very, very important. Now you're yeah. teaching them, listen, you can go outside of your comfort zone. You can push on, you know, yeah. that's what you want them to know because that's the lifeblood of improvement. But by leading by example is like just stepping up and saying, okay, we're going to do something about it. And then if you do something, all you can do about it and then complain, then that's a different story, you know. But you're, you're actually, yeah. you know, taking charge and, and leading the pack kind of yep. of how to get to the, the, I guess, the ultimate goal. Yep. So. yep. And, and again, I, I going back to leading by example is, is, you know, it's okay to be off. It's okay to be, but you got, you can't stay there. Yeah. You know, and that's what good leaders do. They say, no, 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 I'm off. We can't, we can't stay here. We got to move on. Let's yeah. get up and go on. Let's move the other direction. Well, and that's, and that, I think that's where, you know, me and you, I believe, you know, we're, we're, I'm going to say we're high performers of, you know, our daily task and kind of going, you know, a little bit above and beyond and working out and, you know, doing what we need. Who are you to comparing do. that to? Well, and oh, so I'll see, there you go. So I went back down. So you know, I guess to a, you know, a David Goggins, our workout's nothing. Yeah. Or to a uh, Ed Milet, you know, our podcasts are exactly nothing. But, yep. you know, you know, so, but I think that's where we've kind of settled and said, okay, like we're, we're going through the motions. We're getting things done still, but we're not utilizing not where what, we need what to the be. big man upstairs gave us the abilities to do. Yeah, we're not where we need to be, yeah. for sure. And I think that goes back to our awareness. Striving for perfection. Striving for perfection, but like reflection at the end of the day of, you know, self-evaluation, look yourself in the mirror of, you know, one of our first podcasts and, and being brutally honest with yourself, you know. Yep. And, and I think um, – uh, you know, we'll never get to our full potential here on this earth. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. That's the way God designed it. We will never achieve it. And recognizing that and not being depressed by it, but being motivated by it, that's a good thing. That's a gift. I've said it so many times. That's one of the gifts that God gave us is we'll never arrive here. Yeah. Never get there. And why is that a gift? Because it gives us something to always strive towards. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that's that's what we have to recognize, you know? And then, and the other thing, good leadership, back to leading by, by example, is good leadership is honest, you know? So, you know, being honest and just saying, hey, I, this is not right. I'm off on this. I'm wrong on this. Apologizing for that. Yeah. Taking, going back. And, you know, and good leaders are good at apologizing. Yeah. You know? So just those are things, I, even as a dad, yeah. you know, I, many times I've went to my kids and said, yeah. I screwed that up. That was wrong of me. I shouldn't have done it like that. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. You know, I shouldn't have been that angry when that happened, you know? Yeah. And I went back many times, you know, I remember the first times that, uh, that I started doing it. The kids looked at me like, is dad okay? It's like, <laughs> Cause she's apologizing. Yeah. Yeah. I messed up, you know? And then <laughs> what happens is they, they, you you earn trust from your kids. Whenever you say, Hey, I'm wrong. You know, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm in, I'm a, 
human just like everybody else and I'll, yeah. I'll mess up our kids deify us a little bit yeah. a little bit you know and you well, know they, one of the two characteristics of a good leader is, is taking ownership and, and admitting when you when it's at fault or whatever the problem is and then all yeah. right, and then, dealing with it and, and actually going forward with a problem yep. and taking care of it yeah and and the, you know the thing of it is there's no like i said there's no one here on earth that's perfect yeah. you know and and just stepping back you know, I hate to bring up politics, but one of the things I was that, trying to that, stay away from it, but I was like, it's, it's one of the things that uh, <laughs> Trump really messed up on was his lack of of being able to say, "Hey, I messed up on that. I apologize. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry." Yeah, I mean, those are things. If he'd have just did that a few more times, he'd have been a much more likable person. Yeah, you know, what's wrong with saying, "Hey, I recognize my mouth got me in trouble, and I'm sorry that I said that." Now it's interesting to me. There's uh, there's these court cases. Uh, I don't know if you've been following the Infowars court case and all oh, that. Kind of oh, he apologized it. now, you know, because he's looking at you know he has a defam- Oh yeah, he's oh. I'm wrong. I apologize. I didn't mean you know. Well, because he's like, it for 2024, probably. Right? Well, no, no. This is Infowars. They're suing him for uh, defamination for the Sandy Hook thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're okay. suing him for I think 150 million. He's saying he can't afford to pay more than two. So, but anyways, that's funny. Now it's like, oh, now you now you're gonna apologize. You know, now that it's you know, you're on, and, and again, I'm not here to make, you know, pitch sides back and forth on, on politics. You know, that's, that's not what this show is about. It's about watching, observing and, and improving. Yeah. And you can look at Trump and say, you know what? You could have, you could have been a little bit nicer. Yeah. You could have said, Hey, I, I did, I did screw that one up, but I'm sorry about it. You would have earned the trust of so many more people and the respect of so many more people by just saying, Hey, I'm, I screw things up too. I'm yeah. a human being. Yeah. Everything I do isn't perfect. You know, yep. so I can say that about myself pretty easily. And, and I guess, you know, back to back to surviving your own success. There's the more successful you become, the more the older you, your kids become, the more you realize, hey, I understand how to be a dad. I'm you know, I and all of a sudden now you're not you're not so apt to back down. You're like, oh, no, I know what's going on. I know I'm right. Well, you know, you learn through failures and, and, yeah. what, and what worked and what didn't. work. But I will tell you, you know, you can still screw up. And, and sometimes that hard headed. I know what's right. Isn't so right. Yeah. You know, I, many times I thought my kids were doing something and, and I found out, no, they weren't actually, you know, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not stupid. I, I was, you know, you're 16. You think you, you know, you can outsmart me now because you have a car and you have a, you know, yeah. you can move around. I, I know where you are. You've been, well, I didn't know where they were at, you know? So, and then here I am ready to accuse them when in all fact and reality, I didn't know, you know, and yeah. stepping back and saying, you know what? I apologize is the appropriate thing to do. Good leaders can actually, ex- it can actually do that. Yeah. And I'll tell you that in that and I, I took a business management class many, many, many years ago. And one of the things that stuck out to me is if you want to and, and they use the word power, which is kind of if you want to increase your power as a manager, delegate the power, De- delegate back out. So apologize, recognize you're infallible, take care of things like that. It's yeah. OK. Yeah. We all screw up. You know, we all say things we wish you wouldn't have said. Mm-hmm. Go back and fix it. Yep. That's a good leader. Yeah. You know, so when you're off, say, man, I've been off for the last three months. I guess the next CRM meeting, I'm going to say that. Well, that's uh, in, in 10 minutes. So we'll, yeah. uh, this will be interesting. So yeah, that's ownership. That's one of our core values. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah. But that's, I think, you know, my job and that's why, you know, I felt the obligation to text you this morning and say, Hey, are you awake? You know I mean? I, we need to start, you know, pushing each other a little bit harder, you know? And, and when yep. I noticed that you're off track, that's part of me, you know, leading by example as well, you know, tying that back to myself too. Yep. And, and picking up the team when, when teammates, you know, on a struggle bus. Yep. So I, I need to take ownership of that too. And, you know, vice versa. If I was, you know, in the same boat, I was a couple, like a month ago and you're like, Hey, let's go, man. Like what's yep. going on? Yeah. So, yep. and, and the thing of it is, is back to, uh, like I mentioned to you and I've been hard on you, 
you know, but, uh, you know, and I've been, I've been hard on my son, raising my son, but there, there's, uh, things you, you look at the, the intention, what's the motivation of, a, of this guy coming after me, yeah. you know, and seemingly attacking me on my performance. Yeah. What's his motivation? If, if it's just because he wants you to work harder so he can make more money, wrong motivation. Yeah. And, and sometimes you probably can, you probably can maybe feel that about me sometimes because I know I'm not wording it right. My message is off or whatever, you know, I, I think, but you know, but, overall, I, you know, I know how much, how many books we read. And I think, you know, we always think win-win. And if you think win-win, you know, yep. for both sides, I think it's an ultimate. And that's the way I kind of, you know, view yep. you when you, when you punch me in the face and do whatever and, and vice versa. Well, I'm there physically punching you in the face. Well, cause I, I can run faster. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but, but, but the motivating back to parenting, you know, oh, if yeah. your kids realize dad's dad's motivation out of this is out of love, yeah, then your intentions do count. Well, that's hard. That's what you're saying when it comes with age. So, I mean, yeah. my daughter's being younger. They have no idea what that means. But, I mean, yeah. with your kids kind of getting to, you know, obviously yeah. all driving and everything and, and starting to get married and move out of the house now. So yeah. that's where I think you can look back now. And that's when, you know, I remember when I was like, you know, 18, 20 years old or something, I started kind of seeing what my parents, I'm like, I understand now why they were doing that. So your intentions count, the honesty counts in, in leadership, leading by example. There's a lot of things we could spend days talking about it. And, and I, I need to improve on it for sure. You know, I'm definitely not where, where I want to be on that. So oh, cool. So we'll wrap up today. Um, I want to open up the podcast to anybody that has any kind of inspirational story. Uh, we had a good client come in the other day. That's uh, when I said, what I mean by inspirational, the client came in the other day, told us a story and it, it made the hair on the, my arm stand up. So I'm like, if you have any kind of good stuff like that, that you, uh, you know, willing to come on the podcast and share with us, I mean, we'd be you know, welcome to invite you here. So.